JPK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. We are broadcasting live this morning. Jeremy Ranch starting to get hopping now, Salt Lake Chamber, with their annual golf tournament. And uh, people are starting to show up here and uh, get going. Yeah, it's over 50 now. It's nice. <laughs> Yuck. Yes, sir. Who, are, who is this segment brought to you by? Zero Res. Zero Res Carpet Cleaning has been proven in lab tests to remove more dirt and soils than other methods. Their powered water cleaning means no soap, no shampoos, no toxic chemicals. Schedule your Zero Res Cleaning today by calling them at 801-288-9376. Of all the businesses you have to have out to your home for one reason or another, Zero Res is one of your favorites. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They really bend over backwards to be as professional. That, that's what struck me years ago. They're technicians coming in. And uh, the great care they'll take in your home, absolutely. No mess, the product. no fuss, in and yeah. out, do it right. Don't have to come back and do it again. No, and like, you know, a lot of times, so we'll be there between 9 o'clock on Friday and 2 o'clock on Tuesday. <laughs> so you better be home. <laughs> they narrow down the window for you? Yeah, no, they'll say we'll be there at, uh, we'll call you at 9 o'clock or something on Saturday to let you know when exactly we're going to be there. And then they'll follow it through. Yeah, you don't have to worry about that stuff. All right, Zero Res bringing you this segment. And in this segment, we will talk about... The Utah Jazz. Well, they need Facing some cleaning up right now. Game seven. They need to get their carpet cleaner. I'm going to call them on the carpet. How about that? Uh, so, the series is 3-3. What are your thoughts? Jazz fans against racism at Anti-Racist Jazz says, My thoughts are, colon, double space, sadness. It feels like it's over. And I get that. I'm not But it's sad. not over. There's a game seven. I'm not sad. I'm sad, no. You're mad. Yeah. Ah. Yes, I am. I didn't expect this team to go all the way, but you went up 3-1, and you had them up by 15. Now, that's in the past. You can't do anything about that. All you can do is control control in game seven. And, yeah, Denver's a good team. I got that. But you still went up 3-1. And it's not like Gary Harris made that big of a difference with his return. No. I mean, it's nice for him nor, to come back. Nor that's did great. I, nor did I expect him to. Right. He hasn't been played playing. in so long. So that was overstated. Yeah. Uh, maybe he can make a more of a difference uh, tomorrow. But, yeah, this is, this is a series that they should win now. You're up 3-1. And, and, and I, you know, if they would have won, excuse me, if they would have lost or Denver would have won in a more conventional way, but um, al- allowing Jamal Murray to look like he's Jim Murray of writing. Did I'm upset. <laughs> nice. You're going famous Murrays. Yeah. The Bill Murray of comedy. Keep going. More Murrays. More Murrays. Let's go. You needed me. You needed me. And Murray, <laughs> the greatest female Canadian singer this side of April Levine. Oh, now. Now. Why do the Jazz have to make it. and go make things so complicated, <laughs> Yock? Oh, here it is. <laughs> Why do they have to do that? Yeah, Yuck. Come on. It's a new computer system, but you can make it happen. I know the drops aren't where Efforting. they used to be. But I'll stall. Why the, the Jazz are having wait, to do and make the moment slipping so complicated? away. The 24-second clock is winding down. Come on, Yuck. you got to beat the buzzer like Kemba Walker at the end of the half. Sniggy, I've always had the ability to elongate things, so we're okay here. I can make the moment last a little bit longer. Nobody, literally nobody (laughs) wants to hear this. It's what I do. Uh, I can make the moment last longer than you can. Six and ten. Okay. (laughs) Yak, you're not going to find it, are you? You don't know what happened to that drop. I don't actually. 
All right. Well, well, I don't, I don't, think, I don't, I don't think I can recreate that. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. That was horrific. <laughs> All right, uh, we got another one here. Are you ready? Yes. Uh, the kid Jay Fox makes a serious point. I'm thinking the Jazz game plan is to let Murray have his and try to shut down everyone else. That's clearly not a great plan. <laughs> well, Murray's had his. It was, he's had yours. He's had mine. <clears throat> okay, so it was a great plan for a while, but. Clearly, the Nuggets have adapted. It's a seven-game series. I mean, it's not like the plan was terrible because the plan was terrible. The Jazz would already be well, done. I would say on the other side that the Nuggets allowing Mitchell to have his mm-hmm. has worked. And that has worked because the Jazz didn't get a lot of guys to get their 12, their 15, their 17 points. No, because then after that, it's Conley and Conley 21. Conley at 21. But, I mean, the pressure's on those yeah. two guys. Right. Well, and Clarkson had a poor a poor game shooting the And ball. there's basically nobody else. 11 points on 5 of 14. I mean, Joe's Joe, only getting four? Joe didn't shoot it. Yeah, one of four. He just he, he didn't shoot it. Uh, Gobert, <clears throat> only eight shots. Not unusual, but he only finished three of them. We have seen games where he's, you know, seven for eight and five for five at the line, and he's got his 19 points or whatever, but he only had 11. And uh, you know, if you if you're if if Niang, Ingles, O'Neal combined for twenty points, that's not going to get it done. Nope. All right, DJ and PK, it's ninety-seven five and twelve eighty. The zone. More of your feedback coming up. Hit us up on Twitter, David DJ James on Facebook, DJ and PK. But you know, at the same time here, this is something that I relish. Game seven, because game sevens. <laughs> Set you apart. <clears throat> How about when Donovan got that question? <laughs> that was good. Go ahead, he tell start, it for those who didn't hear. He started in with a whole three-one, uh, and now it comes down to a game seven. Isn't that great? Donovan's like, he pauses. He looks at the camera. He's like, no, <laughs> it's, we were up three-one. I don't want any part of a game well, seven. Yeah. We were up three-one. He goes, all right, yeah, but and then he kind of caught himself. This question, yeah, for the f- is exciting, but. And I think he actually, I got I think he actually said we were up fifteen in Game Five. <laughs> you know, we're up fifteen and three one. We didn't, we did not want Game Seven. He says now that it's here. Well, now I, that it's here, we got to go get. I mean, it yeah. is what it is. We got to go get it. I don't want them but, worrying about that they blew the fifteen point lead in Game Five. That doesn't do me any good. And now it happened. It's two day, two games ago. Get you got to get over that. Yeah. And I also maybe I'm the guy, the lone guy here, and I'll get in trouble. But I don't want to hear anything about the protests between now and Tuesday. For 48 hours, game seven. Yeah. And then. There's plenty of time to do then, that, and I'm not denying the level of importance <clears throat> right. of that. But I don't want to hear it right now. But you have the platform, and LeBron has shown this. Yeah. Did you read the Yahoo story over the weekend? I meant to bring this up earlier. Yahoo has a story, you can read it in a break if you haven't, about what happened in the 48 hours when everything mm-hmm. shut down. Yeah. And there was, it, what you get from the Yahoo story is there was no, there was no plan. I'm oversimplifying it, but basically George Hill really didn't think he should play. And he thought he needed to sit this out. And then all the Bucks decided to sit it out. And they just wanted to forfeit. They didn't want to bring everything to a stop. And the NBA brought everything to a stop. And then LeBron is upset about, well, then what's – it was basically what we were saying on the air. Well, why are you stopping? What's the plan to restart? What justifies us restarting if we needed to stop? And it gets way more complicated than that. And there's a lot of quotes about what happened and who did what to get it started. And there's clearly – a lot of emotion along the way. But what comes out of it is at one point they're told LeBron, are you? because LeBron said he wasn't playing. Like Le, and somebody said to him in one of the meetings, LeBron, are you playing? Because if you aren't playing, what is this? 
You know, what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. You're the guy. And so if you want to have the voice, whether it's to register people to vote or to, uh, you know, meet with mayors and governors and change the way policing happens and, uh, you know, have police unions held accountable, whatever, you got to be the guy to do that. It, it's, it seems weird, like, whoever's the best to put in the ball in the hoop and whoever's most likely to hold up the MVP trophy or the championship trophy then has the most say in, you know, talking to a governor, but that's actually how well, it works. Well, he's my leader. I don't do anything that's, without thinking what would LeBron do. But they were literally, if LeBron had walked, reading that story, which is all I got to go on. These guys are in the bubble, right? But reading that story, if LeBron had said, I'm out of here, I'm getting a jet, I'm out of here, the whole thing would have shut down. You know, so if you want to be, if you want to have the biggest voice and have the biggest impact, you need to go win Game Seven, or and just then you yell like I do. <laughs> That'd be another option. I'm the biggest voice. I don't, I don't think that that's what Jamal Murray or Donovan Mitchell is going for. I get your point. That's in, I mean that's serious stuff there. Yeah, and I'm all for whatever they want to do. It's, you know, fine. But right now, I want to focus on basketball to not squander this 3-1 lead because obviously they've already squandered it to be tied. But if you win 4-3, all's well. Well, your famous Murray's is, uh, is all over Facebook. Uh, Jill posts, they must stop Murray. And there's Bill Murray sitting on set. Fingers crossed. Okay. So... I don't know if you're leading and following. I got to no. see how long. Nope, she posted that. Uh, it looks like she. Well, I mean, Mike Conley she posted he did, that last night. He can shoot with either hand. I mean, he basically is basketball's version of Eddie Murray. So, does Conley have a thirty-point game in him? I like that switch hitting Baltimore Oriole and Los Angeles Dodger <laughs> first baseman, right? Hall of Famer. Yeah, his brother played in the big leagues too. <clears throat> nice. Out of South Central. I think he went to Lock High. Okay. Ozzie Smith's uh, uh, alma mater. Uh, does Conley have a 30-point game in him? Because when oh, they won, Tom, right? my head would say no. Conley goes for 30 and Donovan goes for 50 and the Jazz win. Well, you, We've well, seen that okay, recipe earlier. Okay, how about they both go 40? We've seen that recipe earlier. 40-40. <laughs> I don't know about that. But well, okay. if they can combine for 80. As long as they combine for 80, yeah, 60-20. Uh, doesn't matter. I mean, he can. Like you and Kobe just, against the Raptors that I, night, 80 and 0? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If he can... Do what he does. I mean, I'll take what Conley's given the Jazz, uh, but I, I just don't know if he'll have the opportunity to do that because uh, he's he he's in a good spot. I wouldn't mess with him right now. I agree, but the reason I bring it up is because he is the veteran. He has played in Game Sevens before. When he's get gotten hot in this series. I mean, he's just he's bringing people. Okay, up well, off if the he's couch. feeling it, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, hollering at the TV. I'd have I don't, to see how the game goes. I don't yeah, exactly. I don't expect forty out of him, nor do I rule it out. I mean, he's he's a veteran. They got him for these big moments. He's been in big playoff games. So if he went off, we would look back and think, well, that wasn't totally unusual. I mean, I don't care know? what they do as long as they win the game. However, you got to get it. At this point, it's not how many; it's how. DJ and PK, it's ninety-seven oh, five. Around. Right, I get your point. Just win game seven. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Win it 81 to 80. Win it 125, 124. Just have one more point than the Nuggets when it's all said and done. That's all that matters. Got to fling in something That's from all that half matters. court. There's nothing else that matters. Fling it in from half court. All right, DJ and PK, we're live. Jeremy Ranch. 
Jeremy Ranch hosting the Salt Lake Chamber Classic Golf Tournament. And Jake Hanley joins us. He's the head golf pro. Jake, good morning. Good morning. How are we doing? Good. I'd like to talk to you about the BMW first before we get to your events. <laughs> Absolutely. Were you and, and head pros, people think, hey, you're, you're playing golf all day. Yeah, if only, right? <laughs> that is not how it works. We've heard from plenty of pros. There's plenty of things to do. But I'm just curious if you're watching live or if you caught the clips later because that was some putting. It was unbelievable, wasn't it? Unbelievable. Yeah, we were watching it live. Oh, the, the clubhouse was hopping. Everybody yeah. was. Everybody just yelling and oh, screaming. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 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 The best moments in sports, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah it was fantastic. What a, what a finish. Incredible stuff. All right, so you got the tournament up here today. How many tournaments do you do in a given year? And is this year any different? Because with the pandemic, even golf stopped. But I think pretty right. quickly people realized outdoors is safer than indoors. You need to be six feet apart. Well, with golf, you can be 50 feet apart most of the time. True. And, our, I mean, our rounds are up 40% on the year. Membership's up. Um, Tournament-wise, we didn't get going until the end of July. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually we start those in June. Um, so we'll, we'll have 10 tournaments this year where usually we're seeing about 18. If you have an opportunity to extend the membership to a morning radio show in Salt Lake that does sports, we'll take it. <laughs> I'll look into that. I thought you were going to say, which one would it be? No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. I've played like uh, Glenn Wild over here and Promontory, but I'm not, I've never played this one. See, really? this, is, this is a good opportunity for, for me to get out and golf. We were just talking uh-huh. about that. Head pros don't play all that much. Some of them do, but this would be a good opportunity for us to get out and play. Yeah, I played with uh, Karchner over at Promontory a couple weeks back. All right. He's yeah. good. Yeah, it's beautiful up there. Yeah, it Karch, really is. a great player, too. Yeah, he is. Even better guy. But, uh, yeah. yeah, it is beautiful up there. He gave me a couple lessons. Oh, yeah? yeah. What, what tip did he give you? Uh, maybe just play more tennis. <laughs> and by the way you're welcome <laughs> very good so uh yeah. courses sometimes you're tweaking courses sometimes you just kind of you know let nature do its thing and let the trees grow up and mature and change the course w- what are you doing here you know so we didn't do a lot of changes um to be honest we lengthened a couple of holes mm-hmm. um the rough is is thick right now it's it's uh it's dense the superintendent ben timmons is doing a great job greens are rolling about a 12 consistent course is in great shape arnold palmer signature course i mean he did a fantastic job with this layout it's uh got a lot of character to it and um but we did lengthen a, a couple of holes what's the wildlife up here well i'm surprised we haven't seen the moose yet she was out all day yesterday just hanging around over here on 18 and then oh, really? down on number nine um the elk are starting to come down and uh yeah it's uh it's been active <laughs> so you're not uh you know you're not this san diego zoo you know head zookeeper and yet at the same time you interact with the wildlife and you observe them enough and the golfers do and some of these animals they really get into the routine if you play in any of the courses that kind of around here that kind of interact you kind of see like they're used to the people but that doesn't make them domesticated animals either true what do you tell people especially if you get you know somebody who's not here frequently or or is here for the first time right no it's a great question you know the the elk and the deer they're pretty mellow Mm -hmm. when when mama moose is out with the baby we'll have a player assistant go out and definitely um, help players know where they can drive and where they shouldn't drive Uh, because you don't want to get between those two that's for sure. You ever had them take out a cart? 
You ever just had to declare a total loss, call the insurance company? Not yet. <laughs> Knock yeah, on wood, yeah. right? Not yet. Thank goodness. All right, well, good luck with everything. How long will the season last up here? I mean, obviously a little bit of a wild card, but ballpark. Yeah, ballpark November 15th. We yeah. usually shoot for April 15th to November 15th and then kind of transition over when the snow gets here and get some cross skis out and get the Nordic Center going. So year-round activity up here. It's fun. Jake Hanley, he's head golf pro, Jeremy Ranch Golf and Country Club. Thanks for, uh, thanks for having us up here, and thanks for coming on the air. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thanks for being here. DJ and PK, it is time now to bring in Gabe Gomez. And, uh, Gabe, it's a new world. Your world got turned upside down in March. Suddenly people are working from home. They need better Internet service. They need better video connections. They need better Wi-Fi. They need Syringa Networks, don't they? That, that's correct. Yeah, now more than ever with uh, the changed circumstances that the world is experiencing, and um, and especially when it comes to the security side of things, that's one thing that uh, a lot of folks had not uh, anticipated with the remote uh, employees and uh, and those sorts of things. And so there's a uh, there's quite a bit of uh, involved in making sure that all those endpoints are secure. So uh, as businesses send everybody home, I'm sure your tech support, you're dealing with a wide range of people, from people who uh, really know quite a bit and can do 80% of themselves and just need a little bit of help here and there, to people who really need help all the time. Yeah, that, that's correct. And unfortunately, we have a wide range of uh, products and services that really fit just about any scenario. And then we also have a, a really really incredible uh, local technical support staff here um, that really understands uh, IT services, enterprise uh, services, telecommunication services, whether it's Internet, voice, um, ways to connect offices. Uh, and they're all available for our customers to, to contact 7 by 24 365 you know, business owners with everything changing so fast have their own business to worry about, and now they got this whole technical side to worry about. But I, I assume at Syringa Networks, you know, over the months you've started to see the same questions repeatedly and are, are kind of up to speed. And, you know, when you hear one question, you probably know what the next couple are going to be. You're starting to see some patterns here, and you can help people pretty quickly? Yeah, that, that's correct. You know, a lot of the questions really do surround how do, how do we integrate um, our, our remote workforces into what we're normally doing, uh, what sorts of platforms are there to be able to collaborate between workers. You know, the questions, a million of questions like that. And here we have, we, we've been uh, experienced, have really good experience in putting that those types of uh, programs and packages together for our customers. So, yeah, we're, we're definitely uh, um, aware of what's going on and can, in a great position to help uh, businesses out there in Utah. Well, for the businesses that are expanding, for the businesses that are adapting, how do they get a hold of you at Syringa Networks? Well, they can call us locally here at 801-462-0070, or they can hit us up on our website at uh, syringanetworks.net. Gabe Gomez, Syringa Networks. Find them at syringanetworks.net. You're looking like a fool to me, Basketball is back. The Zone Sports Network is keeping you up on all the latest news with the Utah Jazz in the NBA. This is a back-to-basketball update. Oh, he never looked at the net. Presented by Zions Bank. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network.
Game six goes to the Denver Nuggets. They control the fourth quarter. They win 119-107. They force a game seven with the Utah Jazz. Jamal Murray, 50 points again. Donovan Mitchell, another big night, 44 points. Both those guys will try and do it one more time. Game seven tomorrow night, 6.30 on ABC. The winner of game seven will face the Clippers in the second round. The Clippers win 111-97 over the Dallas Mavericks. They win the series four games to two. Over in the East, game one, second round series. Celtics dominate the Raptors. Boston over Toronto, 112-94. Two games to watch today. Heat and Bucks, game one, second round, 4.30 on TNT. Followed by the Rockets and the Thunder. Houston up three games to two on Oklahoma City, trying to close them out. Back to basketball update is presented by Zions Bank right here on 97.5, 1280, The Zone. Zions Bank is for you. Zions Bank, a bank that understands your business. Zions Bank is for you. Now let's get this party started. This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. This story is crazy about becoming an ultimate Aggie, which apparently is getting up on that bull naked. What bull is it? Is it the one that's by the Estes Center? Isn't that bull like bucking? I'm just wondering how five nude men could fit on that. <laughs> it's a big bull. Five nude men could fit on uh, that? Five smaller men, yeah, probably <laughs> could make that work. There you go. That's the size of the thing right there. Okay, it's not bucking. You could probably fit upwards of ten naked men on that. So in order for you to be the ultimate Aggie, you have to be naked? Yes. I did not know that this was a thing. See, I would think if you were going to be an ultimate Aggie, that it needs to be solo. Because these five were not solo. And that's where a lot of guys up at Utah State are like, hey, let's maybe <laughs> dial that down a little bit. Easy. One ultimate Aggie at a time. Hanson Scotting. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. So, how did we get here? Well, you took the mama bear and the papa bear. Easy now. (laughs) (laughs) And and the the Jazz decided that they were going to socially distance guard Murray. (laughs) Good point. I like it. I mean, I don't, but I get your point. I like your comedy, not so much the open shots he's hitting. How about late in the game? And it didn't really matter because the game was over. But how about late in the game? The three-on-zero? The three-on-one break. (laughs) And you're like, so many. Why not? Yeah, I know. Exactly. And so many people who are listening to us played some level of high school basketball and have done that drill and how you're supposed to run it. And he's like, no, I'm feeling it. He didn't even bother getting the ball really in the middle. He no. came down the right side. Just pulled up and let it yeah. rip. It's going and, in. Of I course mean, it, it is. You know, and, and i got to give him credit because he is just blazing hot. And he could be all sorts of cocky. And he's really not. But at the same time, he's not literally doing it, but he's laughing and mocking at the Jazz. When you're shooting threes on a three-on-one? Yeah. You're not literally laughing and mocking right. that kind of play? Right. And at the same time, it was the right basketball play. It's red hot, and the game's not over because it's the NBA, and teams hit a bunch of threes, and there's still three or four minutes left. But he's not, like, pulling his jersey exactly. out. He's not punching his heart. He's not breaking he, any of what baseball fans would call the unwritten rules. Not at all. No. No, he's not doing any of that stuff. No. And if he's, anybody had the opportunity no. and earned it, it's him. But yet at the same time, 
he's sort of dancing on your grave a little bit. Shoot and threes. I'm not personally offended by him by any stretch. I'm actually appreciative of his ability. But at the same time, from the Jazz perspective, it is really getting under my skin that these guys are doing it. And I'm not saying go Marcus Morris and just cheap shot the guy left and right. At no point am I saying that. But do something to make it a little tad bit uncomfortable because I don't know that I've seen any shooter in a while, and maybe I'm caught up in the moment, who has been this comfortable out on the floor. Donovan Mitchell. I'm talking about an opponent. Oh, okay. Well, what they've done with the two 50-point games in the same series, the two guys have done that. I mean, that's something that's uh, – they had the list earlier. It's, uh, it's Wilt and it's Allen Iverson. And was it Jordan? Yes. Yeah. Or was it Elgin? I couldn't remember if Elgin was on uh, Elgin was in there on one of them. Yeah. There have been a couple different lists like that. But it's like there were like three or four people who have done it in basketball history, and now two guys have done it in well, the same it's series. I think it's clear that it's because they're in the same environment. No travel. Yeah. In a gym. Uh, right. The shooting background stays the same. No fans there. Yeah. You know what it reminds me of? And this is clean, but it reminds me of all those guys who were hitting more than 60 home runs. When it had never been. They'd done once or twice, and all of a sudden we have five guys doing it. Well, they're cheating. We don't need to. But here it's got to be the setting because it's not happening. Because you figure you're not going to drop 50 on the road probably, which means in a series you have three or four chances to do it at home. Right. And and no crowd, no no nothing. For whatever reason, and there's a bunch of reasons probably, that these guys have just honed in on it. And it's why we hope that we never see it again, among other reasons. And obviously the biggest reason is because it's not – the way it's supposed to be and it's because of the health crisis so we don't want the health crisis and so we want it back to normal next season but for now it it is what it is and it is just incredible shooting and the jazz if you're going to go down don't freaking go down the way you've gone down the last couple of games I've pl- I've seen this movie now yeah. I do not want to hear I got you babe at six o'clock in the morning back to Bill Murray yes I'd rather see Bill Murray than Jamal Murray right now go off. I'm, I'm, I'm tired of it. Credit him and credit their team. Absolutely. They deserve it all. But from the Jazz perspective, I am over it, man. Okay, but uh, and I get everything you say, and I agree, but i got to admit, uh, driving up here this morning, we're uh, live. Salt Lake uh, Chamber has their annual golf tournament. We're up at uh, Jeremy Ranch where the sun is out and the temperature is starting to rise. Um, so is my blood. Yeah, but i got to admit, and I was expecting a little more of, and, I was, and I'm totally on board with it, less X's and O's and more willpower, guts, competitiveness, it didn't felt like the, it didn't feel like they really pushed back at the end of that game. They did a little in the third quarter. I'll give them a little bit there. Okay, uh, it was slipping away in the first quarter. They basically just outscored them. It's thirty six thirty. They weren't playing defense and getting stops, but they were so incredibly hot they had the lead. In the second quarter, Denver just took over. And okay, it's a game of runs, and you're hot, and we're hot, and so there's going to be some back and forth. And they get it to Donovan, I think, drove and scored, and it was like 77-76 with three minutes to go in the third. I'm like, okay, now Luke run some com- – but no, it was 15 minutes, all nuggets the rest of the way. I'm like, where's the pushback? Where's the spine? Where's the, you know, guts and the jersey attitude you're always talking about? It, it didn't happen. It was frustration, kick the chair, but it was – 
it was about Donovan wrecking something on the way out of the arena, and, and obviously Gobert wrecked a chair. We had a better view of that. You know, but it was like, where was that in between the lines in the last 15 minutes of the game? Yeah. Dis- Good question. Discombobulated. You know, Quinn loves I the word. I hate discombobulation. Quinn loves the word force and being connected or playing together. I, I think he's referencing the same thing there. And it was like one guy was trying to make a play, but the other four are like, yeah, this is going wrong. And it was never – they never felt like they were together, like we're going to turn this game around. Now it's our turn to have a run. We know that happens in playoff games, but it didn't happen for them. I know, and I'm upset about it. I agree with all that stuff, all that, yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, Chandler I got I to I see it. I got to see a more inspired effort to do something. Don't just stand there. and It's not like you're just standing there, but just and – and you're not necessarily allowing it. But make sure you're doing something to the best of your ability to prevent it. And that's up for the coaches to get all technical and we can go on, you know, what the analytics show. And they already know all that. And so none of that is news to them. They've got that. They've got all that information. They've probably dissected it a thousand times already. And whenever they gather today and to do their film work and all that stuff, they'll be prepared for that. But find a way, man. If you're going to lose... I've got to see you lose in a different way. I can't. If Jamal Murray goes for 45-50 again, then just be the first guy ever who doesn't have to wait the five years. Put him in the hall right now. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a little young. Can't we wait for him to turn 30? No. Or 26? <laughs> no. No. It's just, it's just amazing, and it shouldn't happen. He's not that good of a player. He just to, isn't. To go 50-42-50. And then whatever he drops on him in Game Seven. Yeah, he's not that good. He's good because nobody's. But he's that, not that good. Nobody's that good. I guess Wilt was in sixty-two, sixty-three, or whatever that season was. But Wilt well, was I five mean, inches taller. Recognizing than else. that scoring averages are inflated in the bubble, I think we've seen that. Yeah. Uh, he's good. The situation I think is making him better than he is, as it is several players are probably better, and then when they get back next season. And yeah, well, Donovan Mitchell isn't going to do this. He's benefiting from the bubble, too. No, but I think he's primed to take a big jump. I, but, but I agree. But, but Murray's t- taking like nine jumps. But 25 to 30 is a big jump, and Donovan is averaging almost 40 in this. I got and, it. And the only reason he isn't averaging 42 or 43 is because there were two blowouts, and he sat two quarters because the games were over. Yeah, so in my mind, Mitchell has been more consistent, if not more spectacular. So I just can't imagine that Murray is going to be able to do what he's done in Game 7, whereas I can see Mitchell has been more consistent to be able to do that. Uh, his, his jump shot, I keep going back to the word feathery, just looks so light and so smooth. And Murray's obviously does too. But Donovan's, because he's more athletic than Murray is, looks more fluid, mm-hmm. and he looks more Jordan-like. Murray... Uh, doesn't really have that ability, but his jump shot is obviously very, very pure. Yeah, but you don't uh, close your eyes and see Murray flying down and throwing down some windmill dunk no. the way Donovan did. And, and, uh, yeah, and it seems like Murray yeah. is just a jump shooter where Donovan can snake you, river snake you through, yeah. and Euro step you to the bucket. Murray, yeah, the Euro step, you're right. Murray, Murray did drive a couple times. And slide by everybody. I mean, he's okay in that, but Mitchell's more spectacular to do that. So the point is that Mitchell can score in a more variety of ways, where Murray, it just seems, is the perimeter. I can't imagine, my gosh, 
Uh, Matt Harpring said it so eloquently, the law of numbers. I can't imagine <laughs> that he's going to have is, the law of that numbers. That will always be a thing. <laughs> the law of numbers <laughs> is going to be on his side again. Uh, you have no idea. When he said that, I was like, I'm so happy he said that and not me because that's the kind of thing that's turned into a drop. <laughs> Matt, thanks for coming over well, to Team DJ. I know you don't want to be on Team DJ, Matt. I mean, you he, never wanted to be on Team he DJ. He was right. But thanks for being on Team DJ because you make it feel better about myself. But, but he was right on that. And, well, and, we knew and, exactly and, what he was getting at. His point, aside from the law of numbers, law of averages, his point was spot on. I got to believe the law of numbers comes to some <laughs> form of regression here. Regression to the Because mean, if it's baby. not, then the Clippers are going to storm their way to the conference final because he's going to come down to earth at some point. DJ and PK, we are broadcasting live from Jeremy Ranch. The Salt Lake Chamber is having their annual golf tournament. We're joined right now by David Hersey. He's a special assistant to the president of the Salt Lake Chamber. And one of your initiatives now, stay safe to stay open. What are you working with businesses on? Yeah, so thanks for having me, guys, first thanks, off. Thanks for wearing that slick jacket. Yeah, you know. Got your uh, two news gear on. Very good. Yeah, straight be from, called dead net. <laughs> straight out of DI, baby. Um, <clears throat> and so, um, yeah, so we're, we launched the Stay Safe to Stay Open initiative, and we're taking it statewide. And essentially, if, if you guys remember, kind of at the beginning of the pandemic, we went through this Stay Safe to Stay Home right and everybody kind of got collective cabin fever and so we wanted to come up with something that was more durable right that could that we could you know get behind for months on end and there's no way a our sanity or our businesses can stay safe and stay home you know ad infinitum so me and derek and the team we came up with this um, program and essentially, you know, thought, okay, let's come up with it. We, we need to maintain public health, right? We all agree on that. But we also need to keep the economy open and business open. So we looked at what the, the state health department guidelines were, and, and we tried to condense those into the top seven, if you will, most important points, and come up with a pledge that businesses could take where they essentially says, hey, we're going to keep our employees safe, we're going to be safe for our customers, and we're going to keep our businesses open to keep commerce flowing for our state. And as you guys know, Utah is the number one state in the country in terms of unemployment um, and, you know, economic diversity and all those things. So we feel like this is a great state to, you know, to be able to roll this model out um, statewide. I've never had my temperature taken so often. Every time I walk into the arena for a radio show, take the temperature. Every time I walk into TV, they got the thing hanging on the right wall right there. I pretty much know my temperature hour by hour now. What What's your favorite temperature number? Uh, it's funny you ask that, but often when I go into TV, yeah. I'm at ninety seven point five. 97.5, right? Yeah, all yeah. day long. I know, it's that, unbelievable. Every time I check mine and it's 97.5, I say, I'm a radio station. <laughs> that's, But that's in the middle of the day. In the morning, I tend to be uh, like uh, 96.8 or something like that. It's, the temperature, I guess, goes up over that's yeah. what I seem to be getting. Assuming that these machines are accurate. Speak for yourself. That. I'm hot-blooded from the second I wake up. <laughs> yeah, well, careful, because that'll get you banned from the arena. Yak and I have both talked about What about the day we walk in and we are 100 degrees for, I don't know, some low-grade fever we didn't Take know? Take off and... a jacket. <laughs> yeah, serious. Just blame it on sunburn. That's what we'll be on.
<laughs> or just go home. Good luck. <laughs> they wouldn't let me in. What else besides the temperature checks at work are you telling businesses to do real quick? Well, essentially, we've modified that a little bit to just monitor your temperature or not your temperature, but your symptoms for the simple fact that, you know, I may not have a temperature, but let's say, you know, I can't taste anything. I've lost my spell, my smell. I have a splitting headache, but my temperature says I'm okay. You know, like obviously monitor your sense. Yeah, just common sense involved in in monitoring your symptoms. Essentially, you know, it, it boils down to we all have our own individual responsibility, right? And you guys know how it is. Before the pandemic, like back in the day, so to speak, uh-huh. before the pandemic. <laughs> January. Yeah, in January, February. which feels like a millennium ago. Uh, you know, it was not uncommon for all of us to go to work sick, to have the you know, runny nose and that sort of thing. So, okay, did I ever tell you anything about going to work sick over the years? Oh, my gosh. This guy, like, 18 years ago, he was on this kick. <laughs> if you're sick, don't show up. And now I've heard this, and, like, I've been hearing it for almost two decades. i like, do not be the hero. We'll, we'll get through one show without yeah, you. We'll, don't we'll come make in it. and get me sick, and then I go home and get everybody sick, and don't do it. Well, you know, that, that becomes the kind of the, the flow of it, right? It's like someone, we all have this mentality. We want maybe not be the hero, but we want to at least be there for the team. Tough it out. Yeah, right. tough yeah. it out. And, and you know, we show up to work and, you know, we get others sick. And, and, you know, if you think about it, and just in terms of drag on the economy, you know, every year in flu season, there's a little, you can call it a drag or a, a tax on the economy, so to speak. But, you know, certainly Corona has been one of those. But the more that if we will be safe and, like, make sure that we're not spreading the virus, then we effectively create our own economic stimulus just by the virtue of the fact that we're not getting sick and we're more productive. I mean, if you think of that collectively across the United States, it— That'd be a big deal. It'd be a big deal for yeah. sure. So you're you got the mask on. You're on the air right now, so you don't have it, but you have the mask sure. on the wrist. You're clearly wearing it today. Are businesses into masking up? And I only know from my small sample size, but I'm not allowed to walk into the arena where our radio stations are without the mask. At TV, not only are we masked up, but we're in a bigger building downtown, the the tower at 299 mm-hmm. South Main, and there's signs on the door. You're supposed to be masked up coming into the building mm-hmm. before you go into our particular station. Is I'm assuming that's kind of commonplace. Is yeah. that the new normal? <clears throat> I, I would say that's the, the better normal, as Derek Miller likes to say. He likes to say we're shooting for a better normal. Uh, and, and I think there's truth to that. So, you know, initially in the very beginning of this pandemic, there was this, you know, no one had masks, right? I mean, if you think about it, there's, what, 330 million Americans somewhere in that ballpark. And nobody was walking around with these things on their wrist or their faces, for that matter. And so no one had masks. And there was that there needed to be that ramp up time. So I think at first people were scared to say, hey, don't come in without a mask because, well, what am I supposed to do? I can't get them. Now, you know, we can go to Costco wherever and pick up a mask for 10 cents a piece or whatever um, the, the number is. So they're they're more ubiquitous now. And and what we've seen is, you know, businesses, there there was like a natural progression that got to where businesses were saying, hey, we want people to wear a mask to come in as a natural byproduct for them to protect not only the, each of the different customers, but their own employees and so forth as well. And, you know, just um, recently the 
you know, City Council and Provo, I think, was voting on it and so forth. So I think it'll become a new public health norm for a period of time. Maybe we get a vaccine or, you know, something that will abrogate that. But, you know, and it's been politicized, which, you know, I, I don't necessarily think is, you know, here nor there. But, you know, in terms of public health, I mean, it's it's just so easy for me to do. I'm I'm cool doing it. Yak, our producer, uh, did a two-year church mission in Taiwan. Says, just walking around there, if you get the sniffles, you put a mask on. Just, yeah. the, just the common cold. Yeah. It's just normal. Yeah. So. Well, and if you think about it in, like, you know, Beijing, you go to Beijing, people are wearing the mask because of the air the pollution. pollution right? yeah. You know, yeah. and so there, there's an element to this that, you know— and, you know, Salt Lake has the – we have some rough air at a couple – Yeah, set. the inversion, and then sometimes in the summer, and we've had the, the smoke from wherever. California wildfires. Yeah, yeah, Cali. So I think it's – you know, there's, I guess you could say, multiple positive externalities to this. Ooh, but, externalities. Uh, yeah, I'm using Ooh. economic terms on you. Okay. But uh, – <laughs> Hey, but we can talk about basketball if you need to. <laughs> we actually have to go to break so we can come back and talk to basketball. Yes. But we appreciate your time. David Hersey, special assistant to the president of the Salt Lake Chamber. Join us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thanks, David. Thank you, guys. Scott, David James, I'm losing my voice. Can you fill in tomorrow morning? Because I can't go very far like this. I'm not even doing talking sports tonight. All right, I'll see you. Bye. It's been a long four months. Welcome. Oh, Donovan, don't do me like that. But finally, the NBA is back. Back up and hammer. That is filthy, Rudy. Catch every second of every moment of Utah Jazz basketball. As the Jazz resume play from the bubble in Orlando, your exclusive home of the Utah Jazz is right here on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. C.J. Evans in the backfield. He's the true freshman. And right away, Oldsfall is going to keep it. Pitch it to Evans. Evans, a nice block outside. And Evans has room. C.J. Evans makes a guy miss. And you wanted college football first play. Touchdown, Governors. 75 yards. How about that to kick off the 2020 season? Austin P. Central Arkansas, the touchdown to open the season on week zero. That's the Chevy Strong play of the game. Know it today at 450, and you can win fabulous prizes on the big show. This guy sucks. Still too soon to bring it back? Yeah. Marcus Morris would be the easy winner, getting himself kicked out in the first quarter of a closeout game. I know. But I wondered. I was prepping because I didn't know. So I was prepping. I didn't want to waste my prep. But that was easy. (laughs) By prepping, I mean I had to sit down and think about it for three minutes. Literally drew a blank for two minutes, and I'm like, wait a minute. How about the, uh, just generally speaking, the Big 12 and Pac-12? So, Big Ten. I keep calling Big 12. Big Ten. <laughs> I was going, where are you Big, going Big with Ten. that? The, the Big 12 for playing? I don't know why the I call the 10 the 12 playing? and the 12 the 10. So that Big Ten story we were talking about on Friday, apparently the root of that is uh, coaches trying to come up with a plan, but presidents are like, no. Apparently the root of it is political. Okay, so it's also, it, it's also butt covering time here. 
the five coaches who are coming up with it, all or six, all have good teams. Like Indiana, Rutgers, and Purdue aren't coming up with anything. Like, no, nope, don't need to butt kick it for you guys. We're not playing. Well, of course they want to play. And so now the, the other so coaches get, don't because they want to keep their job. Right. So the That's six political. want to play. So the six want to play and the and they're like, well, the key is can we get Michigan State in? And Michigan State's looking around. So we shrink this into a mini league where it's Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan, Wisconsin, Iowa, and us. No thanks. Playing home and home, playing ten games. We we might go 0 and ten. Forget it. We're out. Well, and yeah, I think everything's political these days. Election political, uh, you know, job survival political, yeah. But I, I, for the life of me, I don't understand why the, the other two conferences, these two conferences, couldn't at least give it a shot. And then if you got to stop, you got to stop. So do you think the SEC's that, or do you think when you have 16 guys out, you're not stopping for anything, you're going no matter what? Because I know what you've said, and like two months ago, is that the right timeline? Two months ago, everything was still up in the air, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, two yeah, months yeah. ago, I'm thinking – Push the playoffs back to March. Give them 20 weeks to play their 12 games because they're going to be weeks where teams just can't go. And under your theory, you know, give it a shot, but this isn't a normal year, and you're going to need more time. But now when I'm seeing, like, teams with, like, 16 guys can't go and they're just going anyway, I'm like, the SEC's not giving it a shot, and if you have to stop, you stop. They're just going. They're, they are playing no matter what. Well, I don't know if that's necessarily the right thing, but baseball. I know, I know, but I'm, they, but I'm saying they, that's what they're stopped. doing. High schools have stopped. So I thought that base the way baseball is handled it is how I thought college football was going to handle it, but that's not how anybody in college football is handling. You got the two that have stopped, and you got the others who seem to be going no matter what. Except, you know, I I got to say with Oklahoma and the way Lincoln Riley talks maybe they will start and stop and i don't know maybe that's just sounds well, if you good have to you have to yeah but having 16 guys out on an 85 team that that's always on an 85 scholarship roster 16 guys out makes me think well you have to stop okay but they, they i understand stopping. what you're saying they're back at it so I'm, i just at this point i figure i'm not sure about that i figure the sec's playing no matter what and and maybe that's not fair to hold the acc to that or I mean, I'm not really paying attention to the Sun Belt, but, you know, maybe the Sun Belt will handle it that way. I just don't understand why they had to go so strong in July. Yeah, kick the can down the road a couple more weeks because it seems like that's what they had been doing. And if you only got four games and you had to stop, all right. You only got four games and you had to stop. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Gabe Gomez joining us from Syringa Networks. Gabe, good morning. Good morning, gentlemen. How you all doing? We are doing well. More than ever, people are working from home now. And at first, everybody had to, but it seems like people are settling into a routine where they're getting pretty good at it. Are you starting to see a second wave of calls as people realize, hey, this is more permanent and we really got to be, we really got to be good at working this way? Yeah, that, that is an interesting observation. We are seeing that becoming more and more commonplace. Uh, you know, we've seen people... Um, uh, indeed call us uh, looking for more permanent type strategies as to how to go about providing the internet connectivity and all the various uh, components to establish the collaboration needed with the remote workforce. You know, it's interesting because some people obviously are very tech savvy, have a knack for it, enjoy it. Other people find technology so frustrating. I'm sure there are businesses out there thinking, man, a couple of my top salespeople 
they don't know anything about technology. How do you help businesses work through that as they try to expand or as they try to, to work with their key people who maybe aren't that good at working from home? How's the tech support work? Yeah, so Serena, at Serena Networks, we're extremely uh, consultative, and we take that approach with, with every one of our customers. We view more as a, as, a, as a partner, and we look to collaborate with them. So we have uh, technical support available for them and uh, highly trained sales professionals and engineers uh, that are there and available to provide consultation or help them work through issues uh, really at any time, 7 by 24 365 uh, We have a local team that's uh, dedicated to just doing uh, those sorts of things for, for our customers. So if people want to get a hold of you, what is the best way to track down Syringa Networks? Yes, yeah, so they can call us directly locally here at 801-462-0070, or they can go to our website at syringanetworks.net where they can find a wealth of resources and different uh, videos and all, all kinds of other uh, white papers and things that can help them uh, uh, plan out strategies for remote workforce or even uh, expansion and whatever it is that they're looking to do, we've got uh, telecom solutions and IT solutions to meet their needs. Gabe, thanks for joining us. Good luck with Syringa Networks and uh, keeping people connected and, and helping them work from home. Thank you, guys. Appreciate your time. All right, check out Syringa Networks online. DJ PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.